The book of Psalms tonight, Psalms chapter 136, Psalms chapter 136, and we look forward to what God has for us out of this chapter. I'm going to read uh, one verse uh, for our text to get us started, but we will look at the entire chapter this evening, and I've got several things that I want to uh, point out tonight as we consider uh, being thankful in Thanksgiving. And uh, Sunday morning, the message Sunday morning uh, reminded us of how important it is to be thankful. And uh, it, is, it is not a good thing uh, for a Christian, for people in general, to not be thankful. And there's a progression. And so if you weren't here on Sunday morning, I'd encourage you to uh, go to our website and listen to that uh, message. Or if you were here, um, listen to it again. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good reminder for us. And so... Um, uh, I would encourage you to do that. And then, uh, of course, uh, with our minds on being thankful, it's something that a Christian we ought to be all the time. And so I want us to look at Psalms chapter 136 this evening. I'm going to read verse number one to get us started tonight. Psalms 136, Oh, give thanks <coughs> unto the Lord, for he is good. I want you to just pause right there for a moment, can't we? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Everything God does is good. Well, I, I don't like, I didn't say I liked everything he did. I didn't say I agree with everything he does. But aren't you glad I'm not God? I didn't expect that big of a response, but I'm glad you're not either. How about that? Because everything God does is good. You can trust God. Uh, everything he does is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. By the way, if he's good, well, we ought to act like he's good. It shouldn't be hard for us to be thankful because he's good. Why should I always have gratitude because he's good? Why should, I, why should I always have that positive perspective because he's good? God is good. Again, I want to remind all of us tonight that we ought to put more faith in what we read in this book and what we see with our own eyes and what we experience in our own life. Not everything that we experience we like, but he's still good. The Bible reminds us that he's good. Tonight, I want us to look at those first three words of verse one. Oh, give thanks. Uh, those words are mentioned again in verse two. Oh, give thanks. Verse three. Oh, give thanks. The verse starts with the the, cha the, the chapter. The psalm starts with Oh, give thanks. And if you go down to verse twenty six, the last verse of the of this psalm. Oh, give thanks is how it ends as well. So tonight, I want to do a little study. I've got seven truths I want to point out. Seven reasons. I could pull more out of this chapter, but I've, I've selected seven tonight to remind us, and that's the title of the Bible study, Oh, Give Thanks. And we're going to look at seven reasons why the psalmist gives thanks, and there's seven reasons, of course, why we should give thanks. And uh, so let's look at this tonight. Father, we pray that uh, you would help us this evening. May, as we look through this chapter, this psalm, may the Spirit of God remind us what we know to be true, that you are good. May the Spirit remind us as we read your words tonight of the remind, remind us of the reasons why you are good. 
And Father, truth of the matter is, all of us uh, should acknowledge that. <laughs> all of us must acknowledge that. And Father, may as we look at these things tonight, may we decide that we're not going to give thanks just one time of the year, not give thanks one season of the year, but may this be a daily routine, a daily habit, a daily uh, way of living in, yes, worship for you in our gratitude. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. The truth of the matter is, we know that he's good, and sometimes we get too busy to acknowledge it. Sometimes we get distracted uh, by the cares of life. Uh, but this is good for us to be reminded that God is just good. Uh, why, why do we need to give thanks? Because he's good. Now, you and I have a lot to be thankful for. You and I, if we were to take inventory, we could spend a lot. I can't think of anything I'm thankful for. You're not thinking hard enough. Uh, you're not thinking clear enough. God is good. Now, I'm going to jump right into it tonight because I do have seven things that I want to give you, and I, and I don't want to keep you till Thanksgiving, and so uh, we're going to get right. You won't be very thankful for that, uh, but uh, I do want to get into this, and, and there's more that I could have pulled out, but I selected these seven tonight uh, as a reminder to us of, of, of why the, we'll see why the psalmist gave thanks, but it's also a reminder to us that we should be giving thanks for the same reason. Uh, notice with me. And with this phrase is, is and, I, and I've preached from this chapter before on this phrase. If you notice, <coughs> every verse in Psalms 136 ends the same way. For his mercy endureth forever. Verse 2, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 3, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 4, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 5, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 6, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 7, for his mercy endureth forever. And verse 8 and verse 9 and verse 10 and verse 11, all the way through verse 26, I think the psalmist wants us to know, and I won't think God wants us to know, that his mercy endureth forever. And that's number one, oh, give thanks for his mercy. Aren't you thankful for God's mercy? Well, often we get so selfish and self-centered and, and I, I didn't get what I deserve. Praise God I don't get what I deserve because we're all sinners. And if we got what we deserve, uh, we wouldn't have any hope. We wouldn't be here. We'd be paying for our sins in a horrible place called hell. Thank God for his mercy. John 3.16 reminds us of God's love, but it reminds us of God's mercy. The fact that Jesus, we're looking in the Sunday school lessons of our Savior and the different attributes and the names he's known by, uh, we, ought to, we ought to rejoice and, and celebrate not just in the month of December, but all the, all the year of a Savior that came to pay for our sins. His mercy endureth forever. I got saved when I was very young. His mercy still enduring. I'm still saved. Boy, I think of the heritage that I have, and I'll talk more about that in just a little bit, but I've got grandparents in heaven where mercy was good when they trusted Christ. It was good when I trusted Christ. It was good when my children trusted Christ. It'll be good in, for another generation and for all generations. Why? For his mercy endureth forever. Think about this. 
The day is coming very soon. That trumpet's going to sound. Jesus is going to appear in those clouds, and all those who've gone before are going to be with him. And we're going home to be with him. And there's things that God is going to do. And, and prophetically, he's told us the things that are going to take place, ending uh, with, with that final judgment and us spending eternity with our Savior. You know what that tells me? His mercy endures not for a season, but forever. Oh, give thanks for his mercy. We need to be very, very careful as Christians, too. Let me just slide this in. We look at the way this world looks. We look at the actions of others. I just don't know when God is going to deal with that. Let's be thankful that God doesn't deal with us the way that he ought to deal with us. I say he ought to deal with us. I'm thankful for his mercy. Oh, give thanks for his mercy. This is going to be a good little list for us to give thanks to God every single day. Oh, give thanks for his mercy. I want you to look with me in verse number four. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, he endureth forever. Verse 8, the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. 9, the moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. Uh, number 2 this evening, oh, give thanks for his creation. I love verse number 4, to him who alone doeth great things. God didn't need no help to put everything that is into existence. He didn't need, no, no, he didn't need two entities to bang into each other and boom, there it all is. No, to God alone. Explain. Well, can you explain to me how we all got here? God. God. Well, I need, I need a better explanation. There is no better explanation. Oh, give thanks for his creation. I like what God's created. Maybe you ever think about it. We don't. We ought to think about what God's created and what God created for us to enjoy. Well, his creation, this is a beautiful, beautiful planet. And by the way, your SUV isn't going to destroy it. You know, God said man should have dominion over it, not the, the planet have dominion over man. Uh, that's, that's free. But God gave the, created this world for us to enjoy. Oh, we live in Florida. We live in a beautiful place. What are you, Christian? Do you ever stop to notice the sunset? Do you ever stop to notice those blue skies, the stars? Well, he's made a beautiful, beautiful world. We see, see these things sometimes, say, oh, that's nice, or oh, that's pretty, or... Oh, that's and, and God, he, he just made a beautiful place for us to live. You know, but we ought to stop and we ought to take notice and we ought to be thankful for what God has created and give thanks for his creation. With that, it reminds me that he's good. When I read these verses about what God created, you think of Genesis chapter number 1 and 2 and 3 when the description of God creating and he creates something. And what, what does the scripture say? And it was good. Because God is good. 
And it reminds me of the power of God. Sometimes I look, I love to, on those cool nights, both of them that we get in a year, going out and looking at, that, and looking at the stars in the sky and just thinking about all the, 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 and sometimes you can see some and sometimes you can see a lot of them. And just thinking, my God spoke all those into existence. You know, in the amateur, you know, astronomers, you know, out there, well, that, that star is this, and that star is this, and I think that's a constellation over there. God just calls them all by name. And the, the Milky Way, the galaxies, God knows all the stars. He spoke them all into existence. When you see what God's created, be reminded of how big God is. Compare that to your problem. I'm not saying your problem is small to you, but it's small to God. Not meaning he doesn't care, not meaning he's not paying attention, but in comparison to what he's already done, and oh, give thanks for his creation. Number three, look with me in verse number 10. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. Number three, oh, give thanks for his deliverance. Obviously, the psalmist has given testimony to God delivering the children of Israel. The truth of the matter is, every one of us has been delivered through the Lord Jesus Christ. God's people couldn't deliver themselves. They were slaves, they were in bondage. Nothing they could do could get them out, but God delivered them. Aren't you thankful that God delivered you? Boy, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're here tonight and, and everybody who lives inside of your house is saved, well, don't let a day go by where you don't give thanks to God for that. Boy, God has delivered us, and he's delivered my home, and he's delivered my family, and by the way, that's the only deliverance that our nation, the whole hope of deliverance our nation has. It's not in a political revolution. It is in the one who's always delivered. It's in God himself. But I'm thankful for deliverance. I'm thankful for personal deliverance. I'm thankful for the deliverance of my home. Well, we should be, if we're thankful for his deliverance, that we ought to be working for the deliverance of others. Boy, when was the last time you, and I've been reminding us of this, and it's a good reminder for me as well. Uh, are you in the habit just for your salvation? Well, everything that could go wrong today has gone wrong, but at least I'm saved. At least I'm saved. He saved me. God, I don't understand why you've allowed this, but I know I'm saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. Somebody calls you a bad name, at least I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. Things haven't worked. I know I'm saved. Thank God for his deliverance. Number four. We continue reading in this chapter. Verse number 12. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy 
endureth forever. See, God's deliverance, it reminds us that he delivered and did something that these people could not do. And then after they were delivered, all they could do was look back and say, only God got us through that. And it's true for us. Some Salvation changes you. It changes your eternity for sure, but it changes you. And it cleans us up. It changes our priorities. God does things with us, and we, we get further and further removed from what we were, and the Spirit of God does a work in us. If you're not careful, we sit around and say, it for sure is nice to be delivered. And we forget who delivered us. Well, how'd you get delivered? It, it, the people got too big for themselves. How'd you get delivered? Well, we, the Red Sea parted, and we crossed across, we walked across on dry ground, and then the waters receded and killed Pharaoh and all the army. Oh, you didn't do that. That had to be God. By the way, the change that takes place in you through salvation, the hope we have in our eternity, you didn't do that. No religion could do that. Only God could deliver. Oh, give thanks for his deliverance. Now, watch this. Verse 16. To him which led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 17. To him which smote great kings for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 18. And slew famous kings for his mercy endureth forever. We know we spent a year more than a year, in the book of Deuteronomy in Sunday school, uh, talking about how God gave the promise. And when God makes a promise, it's, it's, it's just a matter of time before it's fulfilled. And he just said, go occupy the land. Go to the land. And part of that, part of their, 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 their doubt and part of their hesitation was there's great enemies there. What are we going to do? And God says, you just go. I'll worry about the enemies. And if you read the Old Testament and you study the Old Testament, God always vanquished the foes whenever they had faith in God. Now I want to say number four, oh, give thanks for his victory. I'm glad for deliverance, aren't you? But I'm glad for victory as well. I'm glad for what God gets me through. Are we... We pray, Lord, give this individual victory. Lord, give me victory over this. And we'll say, just, just keep going forward, and God will give you the victory. And, you know, and, and God certainly will. We get to the other side of that, and that foe has been defeated, and God gets his people through. And there, there, there's, there's several things that, that, that we could be talking about there. And then sometimes we say, boy, I got the victory. You didn't deliver your. You didn't get the victory. God gave the victory. I know what we mean. We say, "Boy, I got the victory." No, God gave the victory. And by the way, tonight, whatever you might be struggling with, whatever God's people face, God delivers the victory. And I just want to say, I want to give thanks to God for the victory. And God's people do not have to be defeated. We do not have to be defeated. If you're defeated tonight, that is because you have your faith in the wrong place. It's because you have your confidence in the wrong place. You're not obeying what God has said to do, just as the illustration I just used. God said, don't worry about the enemies. Don't worry about those famous kings. The legends of, of these kings and their armies that could not be defeated. Don't worry about them. You remember 
I set the earth on top of the sea. I put the sun in the sky. I put the stars where they are. Don't worry about I parted the Red Sea. I delivered you from hell. That victory, I can give you the victory in that as well. I just want to say, I want to give thanks to God for the victory. Aren't you thankful for the victory? And every victory, and by the way, you want to try and get the victory, whatever you deal with in your life now and in the future, for not just for your sake, but for his sake. Because he will get the victory. You can have the victory. There's no, there's no, there's no, no, there's, there's no sense in us quitting. Well, it's just too hard. God will give the victory. We continue reading in, well, let me say this before I get to the next one. I like verse 21. He lists the kings in verse 19 and 20. Verse 21, he gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even an heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Number five, oh, give thanks for his heritage. Well, you're sending us this land. We don't have a land. I'm going to take it from these famous kings, and it's going to be your heritage. And every time somebody sees my people on that land, they know that, that those defeated, those victories are your heritage. And friend, we as God's people, we have a great heritage. And I just want to give thanks to his Heritage. First of all, our heritage is the Lord. And second of all, our heritage is all the wonderful things that God has given to us. And we read a psalm like this psalm, and we rejoice in it. We give thanks to God. This is part of our heritage. What God has done for us as a, as a church, as a people, as, as Christians, and it just builds on our heritage. And I want to say, I thank God for my heritage. Oh, don't be part of this rebellious, unthankful generation that spits on their heritage. This, and I, I wouldn't plan on saying this, but I just, I must need to be said just to remind us. There's a generation today, they grew up in Bible-believing churches like this. They grew up with the name Baptist. They grew up with the name Independent. They grew up with the name Fundamental. And now they want to curse it. Now they want to get on the Internet and talk bad about it. They want to talk about everything that's, talk about all these things that are supposedly wrong with it. To do that is to spit on God. To do that is to spit on God. Because God is our heritage. It's our heritage. I'm thankful for my heritage. Oh, give thanks for his heritage. Look, I can't think of a greater heritage than God himself. A heritage we look back on, look, we have what we have because of our heritage, but it's also some things that we have to look forward to because of our heritage. Well, we have, we have a great citizenship, don't we, in that place called heaven. My heritage. My heritage is one of a Bible believer. Our heritage is one of having faith and trust in God. That's our heritage. Well, you know the stories that were told from generation to generation of God's people. Then this is what God did, and this is what God did, and this is what God did. And as we're looking in Isaiah in our Sunday school series on Isaiah prophesying, saying, This is what God is going to do. This is what He's going to do. Well, we have a heritage of a mighty, mighty God. 
And I want to just give thanks for my See, we read verse 22 again so we can roll right into verse 23. You've been inherited unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low estate? Number six, oh, give thanks for his remembrance. Look at that verse again. Who remembered us in our low estate. A verse I've used to encourage myself and I use all the time to encourage others is he remembereth that we are but dust. God knows what we are. It's not an excuse, but he remembers what we are. And I'm thankful his mercy endureth forever, but our low estate, it's good for us to be reminded that we're just flesh. We, man is so puffed up, aren't they? Man puffs himself up, and we think we're smarter than God, and we put education above the Bible. We put our quote-unquote theories above what creation and the laws that God wrote. We, 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 put our, we, 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 are, we put ourselves on such a high pedestal, man does. From the days of the Tower of Bible, when man said, we'll just get together and we'll just build a tower right up to God. And as you know, that's when God can find the language. He said, do it now. You know, we, 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 we think we're so, we really what we are, we're just dust. You know, let, let me just say this. Don't judge people by their best or by their worst. Because we can't be at our best every day. Now we got to strive for that. The pastor, I have found that if I aim for being at my lowest, I hit that mark. That, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. But there are some things, there are some times when life is just moving along good. Everything is, is working in line with itself. And none of the kids are sick. Boss is happy. Uh, everything is going well. Everything is just right on target. And it's like, man, this is just, everything is good. Then life, as Ecclesiastes reminds us, happens. And what was good before really is not attainable now. And what we do to ourselves is we continue to judge ourselves by that which we were at our best. It's not possible to be at our best all the time because circumstances in our life change. Man, I'm giving you good stuff tonight. But now, we're just trying, our best is not what, but we, we have a tendency to do this to ourselves. Well, I ought, to be, I ought to be hitting this right here, and I should be doing this. We beat ourselves up. Well, there's a lot of factors that have changed that. And we do the same thing with people. What happened to them? Life changes. Don't judge everybody at their best, but don't judge them at their worst either. I have something that I remind myself of often. Because if you didn't know, I deal with people all the time. I remind myself, everyone 
gets an opportunity to be human. And what I mean by that, when I remind myself, everybody has that, everybody is going to have that time when they're down on the bottom and they don't always respond the way they should respond. They don't always say what they should say. They don't always react the way they should. We find ourselves in that low estate. How many times in the history of Israel do we find them in that low estate? But who never forgot them? God never forgot them. When we look at our own nation, this is not what I call the, I would call the pinnacle of our nation's history. Although don't be discouraged, not everything is bad. God's always working. But I wouldn't call it the pinnacle. Now, think as time goes on, maybe it ends up being, I don't know. But aren't you thankful? We've had some high points in our American history. Some amazing, amazing accomplishments. Amazing things that have taken place. And certainly God's fingerprints are all over. Just the, just the blessings of God. We've had some low points in our American history, too. The ones we don't like to think about and the ones we don't like to talk about. And by the way, the low points we see in the last five, ten years here, it's not the first time we've had low points like that. Because when you deal with people, there's always lows. America, as great as she's been, has earned God's judgment. I mean, look at the... I mean. Thank God we got some of the leadership changed. But look at the leadership we have. I'm thankful God hasn't forgotten us. He didn't forget his people. Churches have highs and lows. God remembers. People have high and low. He remembers. I don't think we, I don't think that we give thanks enough to God for his remembrance. This, truth of the matter is, all of these verses, but this would be a, Great revert, a great verse, a great truth for us to be reminded of often. Oh, when I was at my lowest, he remembered me. When I didn't know where help was going to come from, he remembered me. When I didn't know if I would make it another day, he remembered me. Oh, give thanks for God's remembrance. Oh, sometimes we, 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 we think wrong in the fact that we're like, well, God didn't do this, or I think God should have done this. Hey, let's just get to the place in our life and say, I'm just glad God hadn't forgotten me. I'm glad he remembers me. I, I'm glad that in our lowest state, just like when we come in, man, they are just on, they're just on the top of it. Man, they are just, no, but what about when they're on the bottom? By the way, let me just help all of us help one another. It's easy to be a friend when somebody's at the top where it's, they're visible. But where we need a friend the most is when we're in that lowest state. Now, I'm thankful that we have a friend in God who remembers us. We've got to give thanks for that. I'll give you number seven. 
Look at verse number 24. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 25. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks for his provision. Oh, give thanks for his provision. God provides for us. Now, we, we truly don't understand because we live in a land of plenty. But God's, God provides for us. And certainly some have more than others, some have less than others, but God provides for us. And we all can say, I'd like to have this, and I'd like to have that, and boy, wouldn't it be nice if we could do this and this, and, 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 and if God blesses in a way, I say, I say enjoy it. God wants us to enjoy life. Don't forget God in it. But God provides for us. Everything we have is by the hand of God. Oh, how sad and you and I ought to pray on behalf of and our nation looks to him and says, we don't want you involved in our affairs. We don't want you to be involved. It is God who's providing. Well, we ought to give thanks to him because what God provides for you today, he can take from you tomorrow. Well, I know what you're saying, Pastor, but I work 80 hours. You realize that your strength could be gone like that? Your ability to provide for yourself could be gone in an instant? It doesn't matter what company you work for. I don't, no matter how much money they have in the bank, those doors could be closed tomorrow. That's why we ought to be thankful that God provides. And by the way, if it's been better for you in the past than it is right now, God's, God's still providing for you. you he, he's still going to provide for you. Hey, may, may, maybe Thanksgiving dinner is not going to be what it is in the past because you don't have as much, but God's still providing something for you. Hey, maybe it's turkey-flavored ramen noodles. I don't know, but, but it's something... I don't even know if there are turkey-flavored ramen noodles. But there's not. There should be. Somebody get on that. Oh, give thanks for his provision. If you've lived any length of time at all, you can look back on your life. And husband and wife can look at each other and say, how in the world did we get through that? I can tell you, as a pastor of this church, there's been times financially where it's like, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know how we're going to do it. God's always provided. And God continues to provide. We've all been to a place. So I don't know how we're going to get through this. You get back. And provision, I think of our physical, I'm talking about our physical needs with this provision. But he certainly provides for our spiritual needs as well. I'm, I, I'm afraid. I can't speak for everybody, but I just, I'm afraid that we as God's people, we don't give him thanks enough for the provision because we live in the land of plenty. If you're not working a job that, provi- that, that provides the means, you can stand on a corner around here. All right, we're going to map the city out and we got a building to build. Now, you get what I'm saying. Thank God for his provision. 
We, we do it. Well, Pastor, I, we, we give thanks before we eat. You should. But let it be more than a routine. I'm not saying it has to be a 30-minute prayer meeting. Because I'm hungry when I sit down. It ain't going to be a 30-minute prayer meeting in my house. Which, by the way, time out. It's kind of funny whenever a church family or somebody goes out with a pastor for the first time. and say, Pastor, would you pray for us? I'm like, Lord, thank you for this food. Bless our bodies. Bless our time for that ship. Amen. Let's eat. And someone's like, they're surprised. Well, I didn't know it would be that quick. <laughs> it's the sincerity, not the length. That's what it is. Now, we ought to give thanks. But don't make it a routine. Give some. Thank you, Lord for providing. Thank you for taking care of. Thank you for getting this through. You know, when we get in the mind of giving thanks, it is praise to our God. It is worshiping our God. I don't think you can worship God without praise. I don't think you can truly give praise without thanks. It's part of it. So when we give thanks, it is important that we do so. It keeps us in the right mindset of reminding us of who God is and what we really are. We have that mind. You know why we don't say thank you to people? Because of pride in our heart. Well, that, I deserved it. They owed it to me anyway. You know, we, we ought to say thank you. You know we don't? We're not thankful enough or we think we, don't, we shouldn't say because we don't have the right perspective. Same is true when it comes to our God. We're not thankful enough because of pride in our heart. The psalmist ends this chapter in verse 26. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. Here's seven things that all of us could give thanks for. It's a pretty good start. Oh, give thanks. In the morning, the sun's going to come up. You may not be in a thankful mood in the morning when that sun comes up. But think about the world God's created for us. The things that God has done for us. We ought to see, we, we ought to see God in everything Amen. and thank Him for it. I had to run to the, my wife, as I mentioned, is, she's, she's gotten pretty sick, come down with something, and so I had to run to the grocery store today and do the shopping for Thanksgiving, which I was perfectly fine with. I got everything that was on the list and some things that were not on the list, and so... But I was, and then I had a couple other places at stores I had to go to, and so I was coming in, and I was just like, Lord, let me get in and get me get out. And this may seem trite to you. There's a parking spot right up front. Thank you, Lord. Now, I had one of those chairs or something painted in the parking spot. I don't know what that meant, but, <laughs> but I parked there, and then, no, no, it didn't. You know, little things, us, you got to take the time. You know, I don't know who does, who does what in their traditions, but if 
But ladies, if you're running around the kitchen and you're doing all this work, it's how to do all this work. Be thankful you got somebody to do it for. You know, and everybody I'll be thankful, say, hey, you know, we, you know, maybe you gotta help out a little bit, you know, because we have something to be thankful for. You ought to start early in the morning when you get up and start, Lord, thank you for this. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for this. Take some extra time. Don't we, don't we say from time to time, I just, the routine, I'm so busy. I take time to pray. Wouldn't it be nice just to have a set amount of time to pray? Well, there, take Thursday and just be thankful. Let's stand together on this mission. I'll give you one more illustration. When several years ago, 